Hey there. There's the Trista and the fella. I'm making myself a chicken fried burrito a la Trista style. And uh, let's watch the second wave spirituality with Crusade on Open Minds with Regina Meredith. Everybody get your guys' subscription. When you go there, it's always so interesting, the array of goods and services, just the amount of pure human creativity yes, yes, yes. that abounds. Yes. We look at people here, when we're so safely yes. tucked away, we see people impoverished and say, well, there are people that say, well, if they just had the little, you know, get up and go, a little creativity, a little initiative, they do. As this man said, all those women's total debts came to $27. Yes, yes, yes. And I know this is one of your favorite subjects yes, because you yes. see this as a way out and I'd like you to expand on it and some okay. other stories uh, related to this. Okay. I, I, you know, I think um, Muhammad Yunus is such a beautiful, beautiful soul. Yes. I, mean, I, I think he, got, he carries the tradition of Gandhi in, uh, in many ways. And, and um, um, mm. microfinancing is one of the, uh, the creative solutions that we have for our world today. I mm -hmm. mean, I think out of the depth of our heart and our spirituality have come a lot of ideas. Some are economic, some are political, some are social, that can really take us forward in the next step of evolution. And I think microfinancing is one of them. Mm -hmm. I mean, here you have a very spiritual man, a man of heart, that, that has really pushed that idea of microfinancing and showed us a way out. Mm -hmm. Microfinancing is a miracle in the world of economics because it, it, it is about justice mm -hmm. and it's about attending to poverty, but it's also about responsibility and accountability and it's not a handout. It's a small loan of $27 or $100, $150 for people who could, would never be even welcomed in a bank in a sense. Right. And it's giving them the ability to then uh, create something with that, become a small entrepreneur, mm -hmm. and repay that. So here we are, that uh, can solve the issue of poverty. I mean, it's, it's you know, uh, uh, spiritual solutions are very simple, but they need our passion and our, our advocacy for that. It's yes. a simple solution. Very simple solution. But it, it's a miracle. It's a miracle. And it's taking us back to uh, what the business world needs to be, which is a lot of small, uh, enterprises, none of these huge mega corporations that owns a country, but uh, a woman with her son working together, uh, a family with maybe some two, three other people working together. It is, it is uh, redrawing the, the, the economic map of the world. Absolutely. And it's something, as you say, I mean, even in the United States where we often do feel, we're on a big uh, island, uh, feel very isolated from all these affairs. Even in that way, one of the easiest things, this is kind of an American version of pitching in which I, I pitched this to my family about, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago. It was holiday time again. It's like, do we really need more? Do we need to do this? We don't need stuff. And so I, uh, at that time, I was familiar with Heifer International's work. And they had a beautiful little DVD you could pop in and show people. So 
that particular holiday, it was Christmas Eve, we popped the video in and I said, guys, let's do this. This is what we do wow. from now on. Wow. Everybody, whatever wow. money you would have wow. spent yeah. doing things for us and each yeah. other, let's now start putting it somewhere where it can work. And everyone agreed that was the most beautiful holiday we'd That's ever amazing. had together. And then we just kept the tradition yes, up. It's been that way since. That's but amazing. it's such an... It's so easy. It does it yes. takes no effort. It didn't even take extra resources. It's right. it's almost like that's the least we can do right. in the position we're in. You know, we are facing some structures that are doing um, some very destructive things in the world. Like yes. we talked about the you know, the mega powers and so on. And many times we say, well, what can I do? I mean, these people have or these organizations have billions and billions of dollars. You know, what can we do? Well, you know, Gandhi used to say, and Martin Luther King also said that, that there is no power stronger than the masses organizing for a good cause. When everybody does what you do. But mm -hmm. the, the, the issue is everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, when we can bring numbers, yes. when we can bring numbers, then we can change the course. You know, I believe that as spiritual people, we are the bearers of good news. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like the gospel, the bearer yes. of good news. We have today a world situation that is catastrophic. We're, I mean, most be, a lot of thinkers today are saying, will we survive as a human race? Right. Politically, economically, Yeah, governments are running us all into the ground. But at the same time, as spiritual people, we have been given, we have been given the way out. Yeah. We, <clears throat> I think the lesson from the universe is that uh, don't rely on governments to uh, make peace. Um... Government's uh, role or you know function is basically the opposite. We're constantly having to rein in our our uh, governments. Yes. We know. I mean, microfinancing on the econ economic level is one. Politically, the idea of the inclusive democracy and, mm -hmm. and so forth. There are other ideas. We have a platform. Mm -hmm. What we need is for every spiritual person to do what you did every person to do their share. Well, oh, and that's just such a simple, small thing. Exactly. And I mean, the, the, I think in Kiva, you can start with a $25 yes, program exactly. to start investing. And exactly. so these people that are looking for financing, you know, it might be a flock of geese yes, or something, exactly. or like you say, exactly. a sewing machine, or just exactly. start a little store where exactly. they can sell their coconuts. Exactly. It's so simple. And it's not only good for them, it's good for the world. Yes. Because we need small businesses. Absolutely. Not, not this accumulation of power. So it's, it's, it's healing for the world. It, it brings justice and it, it, it supports creativity. Yes. Um, it's about, more, I mean, you know, I'm thinking about Andrew Harvey that you mentioned. Yes. Oh, my very good friend, Andrew Harvey, and his wonderful We just adore fire. him. Yeah, mm -hmm. inspire and passion. Sacred activism, you know, bring your love of the divine to match your passion for justice. But... And I think more and more people are doing that. But we need to really get that passion for activism and realize that that's how we express our spirituality yes. and have more numbers, meditate on our feet, yes. pray in action, um, get out there, because we have the numbers on our side. But everyone needs to be involved. Everyone. I'm thinking about Stefan Hessel, who's a beautiful... Um, Jewish gentleman in France, he, he, he actually passed away about a year ago, and at the age of 90, at the age of 90, he wrote this amazing book saying, Get Outraged. He wrote a book called Get Outraged, and then he got another book called Get Engaged. Okay. 
And <laughs> here he was standing. This, and he, by the way, he was the diplomat who co-wrote the human rights with uh, Eleanor Roosevelt. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but here he was at the age of 90, I mean, tall, just beautiful elder man. And, and his message was, today is the responsibility of everyone to get engaged. Mm -hmm. Everyone. It's not the responsibility of a nonprofit or my cousin or these right. people. It's the responsibility of everyone who says they have a heart or they live a spiritual life to get engaged and underline everyone. Yes. And he says we have to stand up for our world in its moment of needs. Everyone. And that brings me to Outraged was one of the books you say. This has been a hard place again when you're looking at first wave spirituality. A hard one for some people to balance because it's no, we shouldn't be in judgment, we should not be angry, we need to stay in our center and stay calm. But there, this is a little more complex issue than that. Yes. That fire, which also is yes. outrage, uh -huh is usually the fuel that gets us off our duff to do something. So explain the nuanced difference in that kind of thing. You know, I think what is fascinating today is we, we uh, have created a spiritual culture that learns from everywhere. So, mm -hmm. so we have brought, a lot of ideas have aligned together right now. And they're creating, I believe, an incredible shift in our mind. I mean, uh, we are evolving mentally in a way that is just amazing, I believe. And it's due to bringing all these ideas together. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's important to be centered. Yes, it's important to be peaceful. Yes, it's important to be um, loving to everyone and to be forgiving. And it's the end that is the, the, the key. And it is important to be outraged, not at people, individuals, but at injustice, as a practice of injustice. Yes. It's important to hold the grief of the people who are suffering. So now we know we can be centered. We can meditate. We can do all of that and be at peace, while at the same time saying no, a passionate no, to the, to the systemic impoverishment of billions of people. Yes. Say a systemic no to the use of violence to resolve international conflicts. Say, you know, and Again, uh, Christ, I mean, what, what a beautiful example. Jesus was outraged, but he was outraged with love. He didn't have, he didn't make individuals the enemy. Right. You know, as spiritual people, I believe no individual needs to be our foe. But the structures, the structures that are perpetuating that needs to be, we need to be outraged. You know, we do it as parents, right? I mean, yes. if somebody is bullying my child, I'm going to stand up. I mean... And I mean, if I may tell you this, Marion Williamson spoke at uh, the conference of the, um, the organization called Results. It's, it's an organization of uh, citizen volunteer lobbying for the end of poverty. And, um, and last year, she said something that just touched me so much and a lot of people too. She said, and she was speaking about women. She said, us women, we are amazing mother. We are kind, we are accepting, we are patient like anything but touch our child, harm our child, and we stand up as a bear to defend that child. Mm -hmm. And she said, but now we know all, our ch all the children are our children. And now we have to stand as spiritual bears for all these children. So we stand with love, we stand with no enmity against anybody, but we stand with passion and the, 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 the divine's outrage. Mm -hmm. against the killing, against the weapons, against against the violation of the earth, the ecological violation of the earth. So we can be both. Yes.
and be um, not uh, violent and not aggressive. Yes. Ne never violent, never violent. We have learned non-violence at a personal level and a collective level. Yes. Yeah. Let's talk about the youth. Uh, what did you, what were your feelings and observations when the Arab Spring occurred? Now, just let, as one caveat, let me say, everything has seems to have its shadow mm -hmm. side so we could have had provocateurs that yes. did not necessarily yes. have the highest yes. interests that started yes. a lot of this in yes. these countries yes. but let's talk about the people who actually showed up yes. sincerely and that yes. was by the yes. hundreds of thousands yes 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 like you said it's very complex and of course there is shadow there's shadow to everything yeah um but the arab spring was basically a lot of moderate muslims who cared for democracy and who cared for social justice and who cared about their country, who showed up and said, let us have democracy and let's have a greater vision of social justice. Coming out of their beautiful faith, and, and that's again, it's, it's sacred activism, it's faith in action. Mm -hmm. Now, there were provocateurs yes. and there were extreme uh, Islamist groups. Yes. Who, who used the Arab Spring, like in Tunis and other places, yes. to then uh, go for their project of an extreme Islamic society. And I think that's what happened in Egypt. You know, the, 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 the uprise yes. was, was um, taken away. Now, the, the, the Islamists in Egypt won. You know, they won by 50 point something, 51 percent. Right. But the problem was that they went immediately into wanting to create a more uh, Islamist society. Right. And that's the problem, I believe, with uh, democracies that are not inclusive. You know, we, we, somehow we, we still today speak about democracy as a winner take all. You know, whoever mm -hmm. has 51% that has all the government and all the power. And that's why a lot of spiritual teachers are saying we need an inclusive democracy, where yes, you win, you have more power. Yes, in this case, spirituality slash religion and government do need to start meeting in the middle. Yes. I mean, even in a sectarian sense, um, in Germany, in many countries, there are a wide variety of parties and interests, all that have to be included to, in, in making yes. coalitions that exactly. work for people. Exactly. In the exactly. U.S., we don't have such exactly. a thing. The of idea course. of inclusive democracy, I think, like Michael Pence, mm -hmm. it was born of out of our spiritual enlightenment. Yes. And it's part of our platform today. Right. And will make a huge difference. Will make a huge difference. In America, for example, it will allow the Green Party to be more represented, right. which it, it cannot today. No. Do you feel that, uh, well, how do you feel the youth that showed up with an open and pure heart to these various events around the Middle East uh, over the last couple of years, how, how do you think they felt once it became co-opted by the, again, the extremists? I mean, I, I what's think, happening? What's brewing now? I it, think there's a lot of... Um, anger against that. I mean, I know in Tunis, for example, you have a, a, a coalition of moderate Muslims, more democratically oriented yes. Muslims, and uh, the seculars who are coming together to uh, going back to the street and, and asking for uh, the original vision of the, re the revolution, the Arab Spring, which yes. was uh, the establishment of a more uh, inclusive democracy. Yes. Of course, in Egypt, uh, that has happened. Millions of people went uh, yes. to the streets, especially young people saying, no, we want a real democracy. Now it's complex. We don't know what the army in Egypt exactly. if it's going to, you know, use that to create a dictatorship or not. We don't know. We don't know. Right? But the fact is, I believe, and this is that second wave thing. That it's happening all over the world. Yes. People are saying, 
you know that old song, this land is my land? Yes. This is what they're saying. Yes. This land is our land and it is sacred and it's a manifestation of the divine. It's of the body of the divine. It's we are going to take care of the earth. And people are arising in the Middle East. They're arising in France, for example. Yes. In, uh, in America, the number of nonprofits in the last 10 years have gone up by millions. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them are young people. Yes, some very are much so. Yeah, they're saying, mm -hmm. let's get involved. Mm -hmm. Protecting animals, protecting the environment, working for justice, working to free prisoners. I mean, nonprofits have have increased by millions, and that's in Africa, in America, everywhere. That says we need to notice that phenomenon. Something is happening in the world. Yesterday, when we were speaking off camera, you told me about a young couple that came into the Olive Branch Center. First of all, tell us about the Olive Branch Center, and then tell us about this young couple, because it, it really... It, it was proof of something larger, this little yeah, 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 that was a, comment that's they a made. a very sweet story, yes. very sweet story. Well, the Olive, uh, the Olive Branch Center is a center that was co-founded by my wife, Jessie Thompson, and myself. And we both wanted to create a center in Charlotte, North Carolina, to promote uh, the coming together of spirituality with uh, solidarity and social justice, to promote that marriage yes. that Andrew Harvey speaks about, Matthew Fox, and so many others. Yes. So we, we have uh, different programs, and we, we publish, and we teach, and we do conferences. We invite people like Andrew and Matthew Fox and others to come and, and speak there. But that story was so fascinating, because I was staying, uh, working late. And, um, and then I heard a knock on the door. And you know I looked, and I saw these, these, these uh, couple of uh, young people. And they were very young, probably in their 20s. And they just looked wonderful and uh, the energy and excitement and you know and, and I opened and said how can I help you they said oh we just saw the name Olive Branch Center and we wanted to know what's that about I said sure come in so I came in and I gave them my my mini speech around you know the importance of spirituality and solidarity and and social justice and inclusion to come all together and just and they looked at me and they said with these bright beautiful eyes and they said um you mean it wasn't like that, or it's not, I mean, like it is, of course, I mean, you know, it's like, why are you telling me this new kind of, like, yeah, of course, I mean, they, I mean, I expected they're going to go, like, oh my God, I'm having a revelation of my life. <laughs> they're like, isn't that how it's always been? Exactly, and how it's supposed <laughs> yes, to be. Yes, I mean, and they how it's had, supposed like, to be. how it's supposed to be, you know, they said, you know, we are spiritual, and they're telling me about involved in this and that, and we expect to be involved, and our friends are involved, and I said, thank you. And I said to them, you know what, coming from Lebanon, the children of the war, thank you. Yes. Because you are the answer of their prayer. They have prayed for you. They've prayed for people like you who yes. will make the stand for peace, who will make the stand, who will have the courage and the, and the, the passion, and that you are heroes. So I was able to, to really honor them, but, but I was very touched by their response. Very yes. touched. Let's talk about Adam Bucko for a moment. Oh, Maybe Adam we'll Bucko. have him in the studio here one day. Oh, that would be wonderful. T tell us about him, an interesting young man. Fascinating young man, fascinating. I, I met him actually at a retreat that Andrew Harvey organized in Chicago around sacred activism. So he was teaching there, and and and, um, and Adam Baku came and spoke. And tell us who he is and a bit about and, uh, his work. He's a he's a he's a young man who uh, grew up in uh, Eastern Europe, and then who came to the states. And ended up by uh, founding or co-founding an organization called Reciprocity that works with um, with um, homeless or challenged young people. 
But what is also very interesting about his work is that he takes, he works with these young people to encourage them and support them to discover how, what is their passion and vision to serve the world. So it's not only how are we going to help you, mm -hmm. but how are you going to find your passion to help the world. Yes. And then he trains people in sacred spiritual activism. So he trains a lot of these young people. So it's like it's that circle of everyone is called to serve. No one is just on a receiving end. He was, what, in his 20s when he started this? He's quite young, I, I, I maybe 30. I think so. I, I can't tell yeah. you. But he's, a he's, young guy. He he's very, very young. Guy, very young guy. Very and, passionate. And what is beautiful about his story that touched me so profoundly, you know, he went to India, I think, on his way to the States or something like that. And he speaks about that one day he looked, he, he saw the face of a, of a young woman that, that was uh, in tremendous pain and, and, and suffering extremely. And, and he, he, he saw her there and, and he reached out to her. But he said that when he came to the States, you know, I mean, this is the land of opportunity. So we can come to the States thinking, oh, I'm going to create a fortune. <laughs> right. You know, I'm going to like... That's thought number one. I've become right. the ultimate self-made person, you know. But Adam, who is smart, who is energetic, who is passionate, said, what guided me was the face of that woman that I saw. That's what became my North Star. Mm. And he then organized his whole life. That was an angel. And see, this is something we forget sometimes, that angels can appear as beautiful visions of light or a beautiful mountain scene. I mean, angels can appear in that, but also angels appear as those who are most suffering among us mm -hmm. and who are awakening us and in, awaken us to action. And you talk about how you've seen the destitute praying, please, help yeah. please help but you realize that that was very empowering for you to realize you're part of the divine that they're praying for yes to and for yes. the help has to come yes. from among us yes. the yes. charity toward each yes. other the right. enlightenment right. the assistance right. to find our own truth right. from one to the other the working, the working to end all of this extreme poverty and extreme suffering that that you know, what, what really struck me is a, is a metaphor that I use in my teaching. It's about, you know, six people stuck in a, in a room that was burning. And there was one way out, which is one of these, you know, 60s windows that is up there. Yeah. And nobody can reach to it. So everybody, you know, um, huddled together. And one person climbs on all of them and gets to the window. And they say, go get help. You know, we're going to help you get up there. And mm -hmm. so the person gets out of the window, and he goes out. When he goes out, he sees the city with its lights and so on and so on. And often, and he was hungry, gets a good hamburger or whatever, or maybe a vegetarian meal. And, but then forgets about the people, forgets the day. It's on their backs that he got here. And then he might go and be enlightened or do meditation or whatever, but he forgets that he wouldn't be here. And I believe that every one of us who is privileged, we got there on the back of those people. They are the one who brought us here. I am one of them. I just have happened to have more money and more education and more acquired some skills. But I'm one of them. I need to go back to that room to end the fire. Because if it wasn't for them, none of us would have come. I mean, look at the, 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 the workers, the 